And welcome to the Two Medics podcast. Just a quick shout out to our sponsors, mah.uk.com for medical accountancy needs and also to lifelinehealthcaregroup.co.uk for the best locum rates. Welcome to another episode of the Two Medics Podcast. My name is Imran Laska. I'm a consultant radiologist. And hi, I'm Thrushigan Wardner. I'm a cardiology registrar, subspecializing in intervention. And this is a very different time of day, isn't it, Thrusha? What time are we? When are we doing this particular recording? <laughs> so it's Friday <laughs> our, our, uh, morning. It's Friday morning. And Friday morning. I'm so thank you, thank you for accommodating me. So we, we should explain what's going on, though, because also we yeah. didn't do an episode last week. Yeah, yeah, we didn't. Yeah, okay. So basically, um, I mean, yeah, we had a guest teed up. Uh, I was actually, you know, looking forward to it and stuff. Yeah. But I think this is what happens when you've got people like me and you running anything, really. Uh, we're just yeah. disorganized. And Stopped. I feel bad. I mean, we kind of teed them up, got everything ready, and then, like, we just got too tired. Like, yeah, life, yeah, yeah. on calls, work. And we kind of fobbed them off a bit, which is kind of annoying. Uh, and then, like... We were going to do it on Friday, and then did I finish work late that day? Mm. And then it didn't happen. Then I'm like, okay, look, we'll do it on Sunday. Sunday night, definitely. No, no matter what, we'll do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I did the Spartan. Like, what was I thinking to myself? Like, oh yeah, I'll do the Spartan, and then I'll be fine. I was wrecked afterwards. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you did the Spartan. I, I was actually meant to go to um, a birthday party that happened that weekend, and I compl- You know what? I thought it was meant to be Friday that particular oh, no. birthday. So happy birthday, Russell. My apologies. I did not make it. I thought it was meant to be Friday. I didn't realize till later. And then I kind of might have booked myself for a shift uh, for teleradiology. And I was like, oh, can't really cancel that either. So I ended up having to do work that evening anyway. So yeah, you did uh, the Spartan. And then yeah, on works. Sunday, we were just too knackered. We were just like, mate, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I can't do it. It was, it was tough, man. It was tough. I remember thinking, so like we were planning on meeting Farbod afterwards for lunch, right? And he's like, oh yeah, oh, I'll meet yeah. you guys at 12, 12. And we're like, oh, we're doing it at nine. So, you know, we should be finishing plenty of time. Were we? <laughs> no. <laughs> we were still doing it at 12. And so, and we didn't have our phones on us because obviously like you can get wet and things. And mm. so uh, we like messaged him afterwards. Like, oh, don't worry. Like I've already like eaten and stuff. We managed to meet mm. him afterwards. It was really nice. It was such a good day. Oh, cool. It was really good. Yeah, it was lovely. Um, so it's basically kind of it's a t- it was a t- the Spartan was a ten k assault course, although mm. so it's like thirty something obstacles. Although a, it kind of seemed to be bunched up at the beginning and bunched up at the end, and then there was a whole ho- host of like running in the middle, which I didn't like so much. And it was like, and the signs were terrible because they're separate courses. And so at one point, I was like, I'm running by myself for a very long time in the woods. And I was like, I don't have a whistle on me. Like what? Happened? And like I was like, what if I break my leg and then I'll die here? And it'll be oh, so embarrassing. Wow. Uh, but I didn't Break die. Break your leg. So. Eat your leg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Eat my own leg. I'll be able to survive for ages on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd for yeah. ages on my thigh. I've got a uh, good place yeah. for that. But um, uh, yeah. Well, at least the hair on it, at least. And that's, that's, <laughs> the hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I guess uh, I must admit, when we didn't record the episode, I was thinking to myself, like, will anyone really notice? But we have had a few messages. Yeah, yeah. People, some people did notice, which is quite nice. And we felt guilty, didn't we? I did feel a bit guilty. Yeah, I thought, I oh, you know, like we've kind of been doing this for a while and it's been really fun. And I do feel like, um, you know, we do bring some value to some people from what I understand. <laughs> it's quite nice uh, from what yeah. I uh, gather. Um, so I did feel a bit bad. But then at the same time, like, you know, I do have things going on and it can be difficult. But look, it's Friday. Yeah. Why are you not at work? Why, why are you not at work? Yeah. What's going oh, on? Me. Well, you the last two it. days, 
Last two days, I've been on court and, oh my God, you were saying like beforehand, right? Like you didn't hear anything from me and you know that's not yeah. like me, right? I'm always yeah. on my phone. If there's a chance to speak to someone, I'll be doing it. But I was literally just running around. I'm so, I was so knackered. And I did think, oh, yesterday maybe we could record after my own call, but I was battered, absolutely mm. So, yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, so Friday. No, dude, I told you, man. I, this is what I keep saying to yourself and I tell reminding myself, like, I don't want this to be a stressful thing because as soon as it becomes a stressful thing, it won't be enjoyable anymore. And then I think that will come across. So as long as we're real and honest and I just yeah. relax about the whole thing, it's all good, man. Like, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's all good. I've got to say, during my own call, like, some uh, uh, physician's associate students came and they were like, oh, um, you've got a podcast, don't you? <laughs> and I was like, uh, that's the, yeah. I do. It's no yeah, good we time might need day. to talk about you guys this week. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. Maybe don't, 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 don't listen, tune in don't this listen, week. <laughs> don't listen. But shall, we, shall, we, shall we go on to Shall we go on to that? Because it uh, seems yeah, to be an ongoing yeah. thing, right? It is, yeah. yeah. So um, it's, it's come up, and I think it kind of came up last week, but we weren't able to go through it. And so it's kind of a, a carry-on subject that's kind of carried on, hasn't it? Where mm. I think the idea of physician associates taking on more doctorate roles to the point that actually part of the Royal College's examination procedure that's that was the issue now isn't it that's what's come up because usually it's like oh progression pay you know people don't like it and the people don't like the idea of physician associates being remotely seen as doctors and then they were taking up what a concert um A&E posts weren't they uh, like mm. SHO reg level reg level wasn't it yeah. um people getting quite upset by that but then yeah this recent thing about the examination stuff <sighs> yeah what do you think mate it's a di- it's a difficult subject. I feel. Yeah, it's it's really thorny. Potential right? cancellation. Yeah. <laughs> cancellation incoming in three. Yeah, no, but look, okay. I think honestly, if junior doctors were happy, like if we were well staffed and like paid in line with inflation, I think if those two things were met, like if there are enough doctors around, and um, I think if the NHS was in a better state, nobody would be complaining about this stuff. Nobody would worry, but essentially you've got like a workforce that uh, feel like totally threatened and they're behaving mm. like a kind of wounded animal. Um, I can see why they feel threatened. Do you think so though, Trish? Because I feel as though, um, I'm not saying everyone is like this, but I do think that um, anytime you ever think about anyone doing any sort of PA to become doctors, you know, become a doctor or act as a doctor or anyone like a nursing practitioner, uh, doing some minor surgeries, the same arguments keep coming up, but they're not doctors, they're not doctors, right? And doctors get quite annoyed and they say, oh, well, you didn't go to medical school and all this kind of thing. And I do feel like there is a bit of a hierarchy there, no? Like people don't like the idea of someone else coming in and doing a similar job, having not been through what you've been through to get there, regardless of whether the stuff you did to get there was warranted for you to do the job in the first place, if that makes any sense. Does that make sense, yeah. what I'm trying to say? Y- like, yeah, it does. Yeah. But like, I think if you felt, but then that wouldn't be there if you felt really secure, right? Like if you, if you felt like your progression, like, so what if like a PA t- takes a, a EM consultant role, if you know that you're guaranteed to be an EM consultant at the end, but like mm. the problem that they have is, is that there are few training numbers and, you know, it's so competitive, even though like, and so even though this, this it just seems like, so I saw a lot of kind of um, grief was, well, why do we have to do all these extra exams and things if they don't? Mm. Like, I think it was a case of like, why, why does it, why is we made to feel like we're having to go transverse through this, like traverse through this really difficult route if there was like mm. a way to circumvent it? Like, I wish I'd known that earlier. I've seen comments of that. So I just kind of wonder if people are feeling more secure. And I'm not saying that they're wrong to feel insecure because like the shape of the way training is and stuff and the way that kind of everything's kind of set up is is terrible like i could see one mm. i mean complete i mean sure we can all empathize and how 
awful yeah, it definitely. is. Like, I know how it feels. Yeah, yeah. So I think, but if you didn't feel like your job was under threat and that you'd be worried about the next stage in your training, I, I, I don't think... I don't think it would, this would bother people because I think there are a lot of people who want there to be more of a breadth of or a diversity to, you know, the people who administer healthcare. I, I don't, I don't think people would have a problem with that. But the, I think it's just that I think people feel like it's a, at the cost of they're taking opportunities away from us, which are already mm. scarce in supply. You know what I think? I think so. I, I, I know. I'm always in two minds about it because obviously we have similar things with regards to radiographers reporting and, you know, non-radiologists reporting stuff. Mm. And me personally, I don't really have an issue because like, you know, it's just, it's just a job to me, like do what you want. But um, like, I just, I do notice that people do get irate about like, oh, well, you know, they're not radiologists, not, they shouldn't be doing this, shouldn't be doing that. But I do, I do think that if you do a job for long enough, then you're going to be as good. I don't yeah. see how you can't be because if you just do because if you think about the essence of what I do anyway is looking at pictures there is a bit of pattern recognition and then a bit of sort of knowledge behind it to kind of identify what's going on and then communicating that well and I can't see how if someone anyone just spend a lot of time sitting around and learning mm. without having a DR in front of their name just having a bit of a knowledge background knowledge can not do a very similar job and I think sure. um I don't think the things that we do are entirely conducive so the qualifications I got I don't think mm. they're entirely useful for the actual yeah, job yeah. job right fair that's fair yeah. yeah sure sure but like say if like work dried up right and mm. you know say it's like it's 10 years down the line and you can't rely so much on your looks anymore so like a modeling career oh, no. you know alternative careers are, are starting <laughs> to dry up so those options are, are starting to get a bit limited a bit like you know it's still possible obviously but say right and I mean, then like george and, clooney man he looks better yeah, as he gets older right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but say if, i mean like the thing is for you anyway it seems to me look from the outside looking in that there's quite a lot of work there's an abundance of work out there um but what if that kind of like dried up yeah, I know what you mean. I know you're right. You're right. And I guess like in, but I mean, that's it. I think there is an inevitability in terms of like AI and like other jobs and radiographers doing reporting that there will be a point where job the work will drop. And I guess I will never know what I'm really like when I get there. Hmm. But I also think that um, me myself is, and other radiologists aren't offering much of a solution to the overall problem that there are just not enough people reporting. Yeah, Unless someone's enough. willing to work harder, like, uh, you know, and do the work, then you have to, there's no other option. And I think maybe, is, is it the same thing with the other jobs out there that the issue is that we don't have enough doctors? Is that the issue? Yeah. And so if that's the issue, uh, then what's pay. the solution? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's pay as well, isn't it? So, mm. I mean, doesn't that move us on quite nicely to the whole issue of pay restoration? So oh, mate, yeah, that's... I've been waiting for this. Yeah, it's a big topic, uh, isn't it? I mean, you know, this is going to be a big topic. It's going to be a big topic for a while. Yeah. And I feel like we're going to be talking about this for weeks, especially if we do go into yeah. industrial reaction, uh, industrial action, yeah. which is reaction. Reaction! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think let's, let's give someone, like, let's give them an anchor. So mm. there's uh, Dr. Ben White. Mm. He tweeted on... Um, on the 10th of June at four at 11 minutes past four. Mm -hmm. And he said, BMA just put Tories on notice about junior doctors pay. And so he's talking about how, um, I think with the elections, the BMA, I'm so glad I voted. Like, mm. uh, you know, these people are kind of pushing through. So by an overwhelming majority, delegates passed a motion ratified at a meeting today of the junior doctors council calling mm. on the BMA to begin campaigning for full restoration of junior doctors pay between 2008, 
2009 and 2020-2021, the estimated take-home pay for the average junior doctor in England has declined by 22.4% in real terms. And these losses are accelerating now with inflation continuing to rise. Mm. It's simply not the case that a junior doctor is worth a quarter less today than they were in 2008. And yet that is the crisis we are facing. And so they basically said we are demanding that the government commit to full restoration of pay to levels equivalent to 2008-2009 adjusted for inflation by the end of the year. At the end of the year, soon. Yeah. Look at that. That's some strong words. Yeah. And said, if that demand is not met by ministers, the BMA will begin preparations to ballot junior doctors in England for industrial action. Yeah. Now this, yeah. Bring it I mean, on, this did yo. some numbers, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Bring it on. Bring it on, yo. So you in favour of the strike? Of course. You in favour of the strike? 100%. 100%. But I've said this for years. I just think, but then look, I, I just want to bring in another thing that there was a consultant that um, I think we've got the junior doctors BMA and they basically tweeted that, which Ben has um, talked about and talking about going on strike. And then some uh, someone quite senior said, please don't encourage doctors to strike. Patients will suffer. It's just wrong. Oh, it's just wrong. Through sure it's wrong. Yeah, it, I, I can already see your the vein on your head throbbing. Like it's like <laughs> wrong, well, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, look, you're not going to say he did it, right? No, no, I don't so think we should. I, I think that would be a bad idea. But I, look, the thing is, the sentiment that is shared by this particular individual, who is quite senior from the looks of their profile, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, is uh, a common theme that you will see be thrown around. And I myself had had long conversations with family and friends about. Um, what is right and what is wrong, especially when it comes to pay, how much you ask for and all the rest of it. Um, and I just think that when you look at someone like this who says something like this, you think about who they are and where they are and how they could say something like that. Because but I know, so we've talked about why consultants, are consultants supporting industry action? Where, where are the consultants, all of this, right? And I think mm. I may have said this before and I'm probably going to lose, um, I might lose a few friends saying what I'm about to say, but I feel as though consultants get what they want from their job. And I think we see that a lot in terms of they get a lot of authority, a lot of autonomy, and fine, they don't get a lot of pay in the NHS, but they probably have something else going on. And that may not be monetary, it may be that they get have get they get to have more time with their family and friends, look after their kids, you know, they get to work some days off and some days in, you know what I mean, they got complete mm. control over the way they work, depending on where they work, I suppose. And so when you're actually getting something back, you're less inclined to really take much action, right. And so mm. with the so what I'll say is that I personally feel as though, uh, and this is going to be allegedly and all the rest of it, that um, you got, if you're going to get the consultants and the rest of them to actually go and strike themselves, you've got to hit them where it hurts, right? So what, if, you, if you should see some of the alleged conversations I see when you say something like, oh, you know what, we're going to reduce the number of SPA time. And so you get SPA time, time back to be able to do your, um, your training and uh, you know, maintain, your, maintain your expertise or whatever. And I suspect that I don't think a lot of people are using that half day a week or full day a week to do the alleged uh, amount of stuff. So if you were to say to the entire consult body that you're going to lose that particular time, watch how much of a stink that people throw up, throw out there. Mm. Just watch, because all of a sudden you're hitting them where it hurts. That's time that they want to do other things, maybe reading, may not be reading, or maybe it's going to pick up their kids. And so that's why I personally think that there's not as much of a big hoo-ha from consultant body. So when someone like this turns up, you look at their life and what they've got going on. How, how much are they really in and how much do they really rely, rely on the NHS? Because when you're a junior doctor, all you have is the NHS. You, you, can't, you, you, can, you can do some locums, but you're not going to be able to do much else. If you lose your training job, what are you going to do? You have to go retrain somewhere else. Going to another country and training from the beginning again is going to be tough. So the NHS kind of has you, you know, stuck. 
And that's why it matters so much for junior doctors. It really does. And I think that's why there's, I personally feel there's not as much action as there should be from seniors. But I'm all for it, mate. If, if you're telling me that doctors should get paid more, then do it 100%. Um, hmm. Yeah, what do you think? Am I being too harsh? Is this... No, not at all. Good on you for... I mean, you've said what a lot of people are saying, but in a much nicer, politer way. Because, you know, I've had a few people say other things like, you know, pulling the ladder up behind them, you know, those kind of phrases. Um, yeah, I'm not and... sure it is, though. I think it's, they've got their thing and they've got it going and it's going well for them. So why do they want to change it? That's, that's the thing. They're not thinking about ladders and all the rest of it. This person uh, and a lot of consultants are going home at nine and uh, coming in at nine, maybe a little bit later, finishing at five, maybe a bit <laughs> earlier, <laughs> not working the full five day week and doing OK. So why are they going to be unhappy? Not, they probably haven't even noticed that the, the, the paycheck has gone down that much because they're doing other things, you know, or they've got the time back to do whatever they want. Mm. And so um, Fair enough. this is a junior doctor fight, but it affects everyone. And it's a shame that we don't have more people fighting for it. Yeah, mm. I did tweet actually that did kind of notice yeah. the kind of relative silence on it, and I did get some re- re- replies though, which mm. were like, "Oh no, we have full, full support of it and stuff." And uh, I got some like offline replies saying, "Oh look, you know, we saw that tweet and we don't agree and mm. things." Um, I just remember like you get kind of different responses, don't you? So that response, like, "Oh, you know, patients will be harmed," like you know, mm. the kind of holy. Like the the patient, mm. somebody think of the patient. Yeah. Like, oh my god! Like, serious? I mean, the, what we want is for, for there to be change, right? And um, nothing else is like. What else do you suggest that is supposed to do? Like, nothing else has worked. People you know, keep voting for the. Talks. This is what we were talking to each other about, right? And I said, if this is going to happen, someone has to be a bastard, because you're dealing with. <laughs> You're dealing with bastards. Because look, um, as doctors, we see the immediate, you know, if someone falls over, you've got to help them. You've got like the immediate person in front of you. But when you've got politicians making these big decisions, management making decisions, we see it all the time. They see numbers. They don't see people. They don't see lives. They don't see family. They don't see friends. They see numbers, right? So they they can make numerical decisions about what they they want to get done. And so this is going to be the issue, I think, for every single doctor out there. So if someone says to me that, will there be any harm brought about by industrial action in the short term? Yes. I do think so, 100%. Because you're talking about the backbone of the NHS, which are junior doctors that are suddenly saying they're not going to do the work because they're not getting paid. Undoubtedly, there's going to be some sort of negative impact from that. But I don't think that doctors can have it all. I don't think you can get, win public opinion. I don't think you can get public. Uh, I don't think you can be safe, win public opinion, and get the pay that you guys want, or we all want, without having to you know, give up on something. And so... Um, I think if we really want what we want, we're going to have to really just be selfish about it in the short term, because in the long term, we know we're doing the right thing. I think it's just so easy to like from a position of comfort to be like, oh, no, you need to think of the patient, like the patients, like, you know, these are these are kind of junior colleagues in a worse position than you. Mm. And then you have to kind of take this kind of holier than now position. Be like, Oh, no, you've got to do like, you know, you've got to take the charitable position. Like, Mm. you've done what, what else? What have you what have you said to like? you know, improve the working conditions in any other way. Mm. We, need, we need more. Exactly. And, um, You're right. I just, yeah. I don't think like, so when the NHS was first incepted, like doctors weren't in favour of it then. Um, you know, the BMA were lobbying at the time to resist the NHS because they kind of felt like, well, you know, we'll lose that kind of autonomy over our career. And, you know, lo and behold, that's kind of happened. Mm. Um, and, you know, everyone agrees that the NHS is like an awesome thing. Like there, there's, 
but it's hemorrhaging people. It's hemorrhaging them because it's just in an awful state. And so, you know, but things need to change. They play that game with you. Like, for example, recently I was talking to someone and um, I think we were, I don't know, I thought I saw on Twitter or something and they talk, someone talking about leaving the country. And they were like, yeah. well, how can you leave the country? Don't you owe the public? The public? What do I owe the public for? What are you talking about? Well, you know, they're paid for education. And I thought, it's nice that you suddenly throw that in now. Because when I applied to medical school, no one said that you've got to work a certain amount of time or you're going to be in debt to society for a certain amount of time. If you said that to me then, then I would have maybe thought about it. Or at least I would have known what I'm coming into. But don't throw it in right at the end and say, well, you owe this, you owe that. And, you know, you owe this. It's like, no, you can't just change the argument to fit the situation that you're in. Yeah. And kids, kids are now paying. They're, they're paying their tuition fees. You know, yeah, like a, exactly. And they pay taxes. Like. Uh, just this, uh, no, exactly. And then, secretary. you know, are you going to say that to every single person, the people that go to the city? I mean, the society has created the person that goes and works in the banks and creates lots of money yeah. and for the economy. Are you going to suddenly say, well, you owe, you, you owe time to work in the public sector now? That, it doesn't we work should say that, actually. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, uh, and when they when they bank, you know, go bankrupt, we bail them out. So exactly. Just, yeah. Right. So then, you know, why, why are you trying to hold like doctors to under that? And, and if you're going to do that, then say from the beginning. Right. And so people say, oh, but what about the Hippo Hippocratic Oath and all that? It's like, yeah, fair enough. I know that exists, but I don't remember reading that when I came into medical school. Like, I, I, I do this because I want to help people. That's true. But I didn't, you know, don't start throwing things out of the blue just to make me feel bad for trying to try, try and get a better life for myself and my family and stuff, right? And this is the problem. So when you get people uh, who are from a, a position of comfort telling you the way that you should feel and the way you should act, it's like you can't relate to this. You can't. You were not on the same thing. And it relates to something else because I think someone was talking to a friend of mine saying that they do too much work. Too much work. I'm not saying me. I work a lot. But they're saying you do too much work and you should think about spending more time with your kids. And he said to them, would you say the same thing to someone who's packing fruit in the factory? And he goes, well, I don't understand what you mean by that. Because the only reason you can say that to me is because we're coming from a, a relative area of comfort that if I do work less, mm. I don't have less food and I still have a roof over my head. But if you've got someone who's packing fruit in the factory, if they don't keep packing that fruit, then they're not going to have food and they're not going to have, you know, a roof over their heads. So you're going to go and tell that person that they should spend more time with their family, right? It's the, the different argument that you're not, you can't relate to that person, that particular situation. Does that make sense? And so when yeah. you've got someone of high, in a high position like this, where they're going in at nine, leaving at five, they've got private work probably going around. I, I'm, I'm speculating, but I'm just saying that it's possible. And they go around and tell you that, oh, you know, we shouldn't do industrial reaction. It's not fair. You know, you're already in the top 1% of earners and you're better off than the rest. It's like, well, you can't relate to me. You know, you know you, you've probably got a house. You've probably got all the things that you want already. You, you've been through it. You're right at the other end. It, it's not a relatable situation. So don't talk about it. And I think this is the issue with a lot of things. When people try and... Um, try and talk about your experiences as if they know what they're talking about. And we see that across everything. Like they'll tell you how you should feel as a brown person or a Muslim person or a black yeah. person. Like don't, don't talk about things that you don't you know, experience. And so if the junior doctors are saying they're not getting paid enough and you've got nurses who are having to go to food banks and the rest of it, something's wrong. Something has to be wrong. Something needs to change. But are we willing to do yeah, it? Are we willing to play that game? That, that's my worry that I, it's the same thing as happened last time. We're pushing and then it didn't happen in the end. And I thought maybe we would do it, but we caved um, because I guess we're doctors and on some level, th we're not politicians. There's loads of, there's some stuff, isn't it? Like um, there was like a media campaign mm. uh, where they basically found some like WhatsApp messages that came out and they're like, oh, they're like gaming it and whatever. So I, hope that, I really hope that they're kind of, I mean, a lot of water's gone under the bridge since then. You, but you know what you should, we should all be like? We should be like Boris Johnson. He keeps going. He doesn't care. Like he does all this stuff and he just keeps going. So 
look, if we go on industrial action, uh, industrial action, so I don't know why I keep saying that, industrial action, then yeah. it's undoubted that everyone will turn on the doctors, everyone, right? The media, the Daily Mail, Telegraph, all these papers, BBC, they'll, they'll even pick out some random person who's some junior doctor somewhere who's going to say that we're in the wrong. And say, well, this doctor says they're in the wrong. Yeah. And they'll get seniors who will also say, these guys are in the wrong, and they're going to try and push it and push it and push it. But I feel yeah. as though if you really, really want this to happen, you've got to do this for yourself and do not care about anything else. Because if you're thinking long term, then there is no other option. But if you're thinking short term, then, yeah, you have to cave because you're not going to win. You're not going to win. Short term, you're never going to win. There's going to be there's going to be it's not a nice situation to be in uh, for anyone, really, isn't it? Because most of us do like going to work and doing our job. We just want to get paid for it yeah. or, you know, be able to have a nice ish life. You know, none of us are asking Shall we, um, are we? Anyway, yeah, sorry. Emotive subject. Emotive subject. It is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. I yeah. feel like this has got legs and it's probably, it's going to be something that we're going to rediscuss, isn't it? Because I'm sure of it, I don't yeah. Feel like the, I yeah. Don't, I don't feel like the threat's going to be enough. I think they're going to, they're not going to blink and it'll end up going to industrial action. I guess we shouldn't spend too much time on it. And speaking of time through show, you put in a nice little tweet. Um, and I thought it was a bit of a random one. Um, someone tweeted, this is now watch through, post your watch for public oh, to yeah. appreciate. Yeah, I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like all these people posting their kind of like beautiful watches that all have like, um, you know, different meanings to them mm. and stuff. I thought it was quite a nice thing about Twitter mm. uh, to kind of see. Um, there, there was one person who, I think they had the same, did you have the Casio, like the original? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I still got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, remember, I remember you wearing that. Yeah. And um, there was, I remember, <laughs> you know, like there was like a biology teacher who used to, where well, he was post retirement and he was mm. like standing in for someone on maternity and he'd come and he just couldn't be couldn't be bothered to like teach us anymore. So he used to <laughs> just put videos on. He used to just put like films on. And I remember someone had like, you know, the, the kind of digital watch that can change the channels of the TV oh, and the, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. the hilarity <laughs> that ensued. <laughs> so I watched that then and I was like, oh, I really wanted that watch. Like I wonder how much it is and whatever. Mm. Um but it's just quite a nice thread. So that if you wanted to check it out, guys, so Dale E. Parton, mm. that's funny. Uh, so it's at Alice Avizandum, and mm. it was on June the 10th. And so it's just like a kind of core thread where people have posted their watches. Are, are you into watches at all? Oh, uh, I do really like them. But obviously, that these, we can't wear them at work, can we? So um, I do. I yeah. do. Uh, fair yeah, enough. But, uh, I don't, yeah. I'd quite like, I mean, I can't say that I, ha I don't have anything super expensive or whatever. And I, um, I've got a Garmin, which is my running watch, which is... Well, I mean, you don't have to have anything but... super expensive to be into it. Like, I know people who are just into watches. They'll be like, oh, have you checked yeah. this new watch oh. out? And they'll be looking on their browser and be like, dude, that's like crazy expensive watch, man. Like, I didn't know, I didn't know watches could get this expensive, right? Like, yeah. it's... I do like It's them. a hobby. Nice. It's a hobby, isn't it? It's a whole... Because I, I didn't even know how expensive these things were. And then I've got, like, a family member then thankfully they're doing really well and then he bought a watch and he was showing me and, and then he told me it was like i think like 10k for a watch and i was like 10k <gasps> wow. yeah yeah and then he started wow. telling me more about it and then i started noticing and then one day he was wearing another one and i was like well and i was just curious like you know what's so special about that one he goes it turns out it was his dad's one he's wearing it now and uh. it means a lot and all this stuff and and uh, that was worth a similar amount so i was like i can't believe people hey, spend this kind of money and then, then i started looking into it and you know there's an entire industry uh, or people who are buying very, very expensive watches. And I think even on this thread, you've got like Rolexes flying on here and yeah, stuff like that. And... Yeah, yeah. And it's like, damn. Man. The thing is, so I'd just lose them. them. I'd lose them. That's the problem. Well, you know what? The guy that I told you that's got that watch, I think we were at someone's family do, and he actually left it in the bathroom. 
And I found, I saw it then. I was like, there's only one person I know who owns this watch. There's no chance anyone else has got this watch. I don't know anyone <laughs> else has got this kind of dough. So I put it on, walked up to him, and I was like, hey, what do you think my watch, man? And he goes, oh, thank God, man. I always do this. And I, what do you mean you always what? do this? Look yeah. how much this thing's worth. Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious, isn't it? It's, um, it's amazing. Um, but, you know, like, I think watches mean different things to people, don't they? Like, um, for some people, it looked like it was, it represents their dad. Like their dad had passed on to them over years and it was like a family heirloom or it means some sort of success. But I wanted to kind of come on to this one because we had a mini discussion between each other about nominals. Do you remember this? Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. So what, so I think Shivani mentioned it. No. So Ashley Parker says, can we talk about doctors putting their whole CV of post nominals, diplomas, etc., on email signatures and clinic letters? Hashtag med Twitter. So Shivani quote tweeted it saying, I accept that as a junior, I never did this and thought it was brazen or desperate. But as an Asian woman consultant and academic who often gets blanked, ignored or overlooked by people who don't know my credentials, my email signature has everything on it. I was mm. wrong before. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I must yeah, I must admit, I, I think I probably felt the same way about certain people who perhaps put in lots of stuff at the end. And I think it's definitely something that I've, from Twitter, I've kind of thought more about, like, I don't think I'd ever give anyone a hard time about it, mm. but it'd be one of those things where you just do like a sharp exhale of breath through your nose, like, hmm. mm. like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I okay. did that. I but like, that. yeah, but like, um, <laughs> but like, I get it. Like for some people who, you know, like a patient or a person may automatically assume your position and status, mm. it might not be such a big deal to kind of drop uh, having your post snow meals and stuff but for those others whereby you you're made to feel like you don't belong in a space often based on just really rud a rudimentary assessment like for in, in shivani's example she says as an asian woman but um we, we know that we have to appreciate that um them putting their credentials out there isn't just like showing off or whatever mm. i mean i mean what is wrong with showing off anyway even if it like were i suppose but like um it's just about like how difficult it is to exist in these spaces that often have a very narrow spectrum of the type of people that are involved in them. I think there was a similar tweet where someone tweeted something about um, how many of us are the kind of person that as soon as they became a doctor, went to the bank and changed their credit card or bank card to be doctor. It's like, yep, that was me. I did that. I did. Yeah, I, did I, did yeah, well. I definitely did that. Yeah. But um, I think it just depends on what it all represents to you. And I think, you know, people who look down on them, almost have this a similar smug feeling is that well I could but I don't because I'm just better than you you know what I mean they've kind of got that feeling like well I'm I could but I don't want to do that because I'm better and it's a, it's a similar it's a similar sort of I think it comes from the, the things that they're judging someone else on is what they're doing themselves if that makes any sense and they're looking down on you for putting down your nominals and your qualifications and they're thinking to themselves well I, I could but I, I choose not to because I'm better than that and um, I think you made, I, I was certainly of someone who kind of kind of thought, oh, okay, well, I'll check you out, mate. You've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, why do you have to put that down? But you're right. Like it is a way to sort of make yourself feel like you belong somewhere. And it's the same way that I would wear a suit to work. You know, I'd wear a suit to work because it makes you feel like I belong and I, I made an effort and uh, I'm part of the consultant crew thing and I'm doing my thing. It feels nice. And I guess if you, do, if you have got those nominals and you worked hard for them and it makes you feel a certain way, then all power to you, right? Like, I guess... Again, it's another one of those things where you you can't really judge someone's experience of life. And so when Shivani yeah. said that, I think, yeah, you're right. I never thought of that. Like someone yeah. of her position, when she has to she has to show that she's got qualifications. Other people don't take her seriously. It's like an important th like I mm. definitely don't do it enough. Where like often when people say stuff, they're not 
often trying to be an asshole, are they? Mm. And so, but like sometimes it's not always like apparent how they're not being an asshole. <laughs> and, so, yeah. and that's what I think Twitter's like a really good leveler for like helping you because there'll be plenty of people uh, like waiting to tell you. And so, <laughs> so I do, I do think that kind of, it does kind of give you an insight into like the different, just uh, perspectives. Uh, I do think it's awesome for that. Speaking of a perspective though, mm. oh my God, anesthesiologist, I can't even say it, anesthesiologist, yeah. anesthesiologist, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Did you see the sign? So yeah, yeah. there's a, Go for it. it's a post from an anesthetist, sorry. Uh, <laughs> everyone around the patient froze. The emergency doctor called for help. The nurse rushed out and came back with some guy. Don't know who, we were just medical students observing under the emergency chief. And we watched in admiration as this guy <laughs> intubated the man that would have been dead in five seconds, five. And then put in a wide bore intravenous cannula, great for those you don't know, like it was no big deal when all the nurses and doctors around had tried everywhere. I asked oh. the chief, who is he? The chief said, he? The anesthesia, anesthesia, you can say that again, the anesthesia, <laughs> <laughs> the anesthetist. I asked, but is he a doctor? And the chief looked at me and said, more than that, he's the only doctor that death respects. There's an asterisk at the end, which is like, this did not happen. More to the story. I guess. Um, yeah, this didn't really happen. Do people really feel like this? I hope they don't. I mean, I have met people who feel who do come across like they think the light shines out there. Yeah, water pots mostly, sorry. <laughs> oh, dear. You know, this reminds me of a time that I was uh, called down to do an emergency ultrasound. No, no, we used to have this list of things, that ultrasounds to do. And whoever came in the afternoon to pick up the emergency ones, I had to go to ITU to do these ultrasounds. So I was trolling around this thing, trying to find the room. And it was really unfortunate, actually. So I was trying to find, and there was no one on the ward. I was like, why has this ITU place got, like, no one? Like, what's going on? Like, how am I going to find this person? And I finally found someone. I walked in, and they were middle of, like, a peri-arrest. And I, I was completely shocked. Like, Whoa, am I in the right room? And they all looked at me and said, who are you? I was like, oh, I'm, I'm like, the radiologist. I came to do the ab- abdominal ultrasound. And they all looked at each other. And they went, nah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, I thought as much. Yeah, right. um, let me know yeah, if you still need me some. I see, I see you later. And I kind of trolley this thing out. That's such a useful <laughs> little fool. <laughs> Could not be more useless in that particular situation, honestly. <laughs> yeah. They, they were... <laughs> That's yeah. not true. Uh, uh, yeah, co- you could have like ultrasound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. I'll be ultrasound while in the middle of compressions. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for that. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, uh, but enough. you know, anesthetists are important in in specific situations. Uh, yeah, you know, they do. They can make a big yeah. difference, right? Of course. And then the airway and make sure that doesn't, you know. But how does how does death how does death look at you? Apparently, yeah. God, yeah. um, so uh, moving on to so there's a, I found a junior doctors UK thread that wasn't about PAs, so I thought mm. we should mention that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so uh, what's your favourite pointless local policy where you've worked? And some of these were amazing. Oh, like uniform policy states black socks only, and no. this is not infrequently enforced. Can you imagine my Batman socks? I'll be gutted. I'll be gutted. Lanyards are mandatory but not allowed in clinical areas. Okay. If your hair is in a bun, this this stings a bit. Anyway, said bun must not be above <laughs> the tops of your ears. I wish! It's probably someone like me who's enacted that. Some matrons enforce this enthusiastically for no discernible reason. Um, 
Oh my gosh. If your pick line has been used for inotropes and ITU, it must never be used for anything on the water again. <laughs> it's just like stuff that you imagine. I can imagine just someone has just kind of said it because it sounded like it was clever in their head and then it just seems to have stuck. I reckon it's just like they've got bugbears and they just try to make a list of bugbears and you know what, I'm going to have to do something with this list. Oh no, I'll make a policy out of it and just shove it out there, right? Yeah. Everyone should have yeah. their own pen, must write clearly and legibly and always write their grade and who they are at the end of the notes, etc., etc. Oh my gosh. There was another the top comment is, for a short while during peak random COVID rules, the hospital Costa would only serve staff in blue scrubs, not green. What? Why? Yeah, who knows? It says there's no association in this hospital between scrub colour and roll. So I remember we had this sign that popped up and it said something like, if any junior doctors seem to be eating the patient's biscuits, would be counted as theft and be referred accordingly. Oh yeah, oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> theft of biscuits. And then my mate, yeah, he had some uh, yeah, biscuits in his uh, beanbag. Uh, and insisted we, insisted we <laughs> oh, put yes, our hands into it. Yeah, and he, you know, insisted, he insisted that we put our hands into it and get it. I don't know why. It's a bit odd situation. Yeah, but I needed those biscuits. Um, That's harassment. Yeah. Is it? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Biscuit tasted nice. It's not a bit wet. Anyway. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Cancelled. Um, Cancelled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, in that situation, you probably need a bit of a safe word, don't you, Drusha? Yeah, coming into, I she was yeah. Gonna... Yeah, coming into Fessel, which is our, our favorite, one of the favorite accounts that we have through. Do you want to read this one? You love these. Uh, yeah, fair enough. We have a phrase in our house that we use when we're really serious about something. It means I'm not joking, so shut up and pay attention. <laughs> Cat weasel. Our kids have both started using it. I haven't told them yet, but it's also the safe word their mum and I use. You know, I, must, I can only imagine it must be like, you know, when my kid, she listens to like uh, some song. And then, like, there'll be something quite nasty in that song. Like, you know, like, let's say, I mean, she thankfully hasn't heard the song called Big D Energy. Have you heard that song? They've sampled Mariah Carey Fantasy from back in the day, and they've kind of made a rap song. And I'm only going to yeah. assume that Big D Energy is about a certain anatom anatomy. <laughs> but, um, you know, like, my little girl could have heard that song and started singing that song. And you don't know whether you should <laughs> be like, stop singing that song. You know, it's just not the song you want to be singing. And I've, yeah, you know, like you wonder whether when you, so your kids are saying your, your safe word, if you've got one, I'm not saying that you do or don't, Trusha. What is your safe word? Biscuits. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Overshare, maybe. Um, but no, like uh, you can only imagine it must be on the same level of like unease. Yeah, not quite the images I want to be thinking of when I'm uh, spending my time with my children. <laughs> You know, which actually brings me on to why I'm actually here this morning, which is a bit of a random thing. Because it's Father's Day this weekend, the nursery have said that the fathers are, will be able to come into uh, school and spend the morning with their kids. So I spent about an hour in the morning in the classroom oh. with my kid. And um, it was quite cool. Oh, mate, through shot, I was thinking of you straight away. There was one, one dad there. Bro, he had the biggest arms. He had the biggest nice. arms. Yeah, I was just like, man, I wanted to go up to him. Like, all the dads are like, some dads are talking to each other. Some dads are like me, were just sitting around, like, I ain't talking to anyone. And someone mm. was talking to him, and I really want to go up to him and say, hey, man, like, how did you get your arms? Like, is that weird? <laughs> I just want to know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one of the dads is like an ex NFL player, and his, oh, yeah. and his wife was like Miss Senegal or something. Like, was, <gasps> yeah, and you almost want to ask him what his life is. Like, hey, hey, bro, like, I just want to talk to you about like the NFL. <laughs> like, what's it like being in the NFL and yeah. stuff like this? But, you know, like all the kids were so excited to see their dad. And mine was like, all right, hey, hey dad. All right. <laughs> and then when we were leaving, some of the kids were crying and they want their dad to leave. My dad, my kid was like, all right, see you later, yeah? <laughs> I mean, mate. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. I feel that. No, I feel like if Lil, if I turned up and Lil's be like, oh, Where's mama? And so, yeah, so. exactly. When I pick up my kid, my kid looks past me to look for my mum, uh, look for his mum. 
And then when I pick him up, I like, hey, little champ. And he's like, where's mum? Fine. Mum's at home. I'll take you back to her as soon as possible. No worries. No worries. But yeah, that, that's yeah, a, kind of a random thing as to why I'm actually home this morning. Uh, I'm not on my SBA time and all the rest of it. No, I may have mentioned enough. earlier. <laughs> Allegedly, uh, it's is the way people spend their time. Yeah, go on. Yeah, totally. I mean, it stings though, doesn't it? I tweeted about, uh, I had like a kind of a bit of a feeling yeah, when I was coming up did. towards the yeah. end of my shift. Mm. I think because like, so like Jerry just kind of messaged me being like, oh, Lil's just like sleepwalking. Because essentially what she'd done was they like walked to the loo and she was losing the loo. And um, Jerry was like, but she's quite obviously asleep. Like her eyes were pre- almost fully closed. Mm. And she was kind of behaving a bit funny because the toilet roll against the wall, there wasn't a roll of it. So she was just kind of like hitting the wall, like obviously like going for the toilet roll. Yeah. And then Joe like held it out to her. And then she was apparently just like rocking back and forth, like hitting it with her head. And, it's, and Joe was like, this is weird. And anyway, then she just figured it out, obviously, and then kind of walked back to bed and Joe messaged me. And I was like, oh, you know, I used to do weird stuff like that. <laughs> and when I was a kid, my parents would tell me, like, oh, you sleepwalked. And I was like, why didn't you wake me up? I used to get really annoyed. I'd be like, why didn't you tell me? And I was, and they were like, oh, you know, we don't want to bother you. And I was like, no, tell me. And I wouldn't believe them because I was mm. like, I just thought it was my parents being crazy. Um, so like when Joe messaged me saying that, which she kind of can do from time to time, it just made me think about how much she is like me. Mm. And she like she's watching Power Rangers and into like the old Ghostbusters. And she's just, um, she does stuff. I don't know, like she's kind of got a zany sense of humor and she is so much like me. So it did make me think like, oh, you know, I wish we got on better. And I think like during on calls where I'm away for a long time, I um I obviously kind of like miss her and I'm like, oh, you know, I wish we had like a better relationship. So I like tweeted it and I got um so many nice responses. Yeah, nice. yeah, people related, don't they? I mean, I I relate to that as well, you know, because I told you before, like I'm I'm sure that if any of them make it big, they're gonna make the stadium for my wife and give me the, the bench outside. <laughs> Dedicate yeah, the bench to yeah. dad for everything he's yeah. done, here's a bench so people can just sit and lounge around. Um Man, the, the, my kid does a sleepwalking thing, actually. It's kind of mm. scary. You know, actually, I, if I told you this, a so random story, but once um, when my kid was a really small kid, uh, I think she was crying. I got up out of bed quickly to make sure she was okay, patted her head, she fell asleep. And then I could hear like a little girl laughing. And it felt oh, like it was in the oh, room. And they laugh. No, 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 bro, but she was asleep. And I was looking at her, like, she's <gasps> asleep, but I can hear some laughing. And it's, it's like a little girl laughing. And it feels like it's in the room. And so I was really scared. Like, it's the middle of the night. You're not quite with it anyway. And you think, what on earth is going on? And I didn't want to turn around in case it was like some sort of one of the dolls came to life and was like, you know, staring at me or something. <laughs> I kind of walked out slowly. And I could still hear that laughing as it was going down, like, towards my, my room. And it turned out my wife was laughing in her sleep. And that's what the laugh oh was. It wasn't a girl at all. It was just, <laughs> it was just Rafi having some funny dream, and I just thought it was oh, we were haunted or something. Uh, yeah. Anyway, she might not like me telling me telling that story, but it was it freaked <laughs> me out. It freaked me out. Like I thought this is oh, stranger things. Like that's what it felt like. I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Next thing you know, we hear that ding dong of the, um, the the clock and Vecna, whatever his name is, after me. You know. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So uh, moving on. I mean, we're, I know we're both guys. Uh, so there's only so much we're going to say about this one. But this kind of stuff does hit me every time it happens. So Rosie quote tweeted someone else. Um, oh, but how they benefit from the way we're socialized, uh, socialized to laugh along. And so surviving in scrubs uh, tweeted meeting with my educated supervisor during which I informed him I was pregnant. He said he had thought that might be the case because my breasts were much bigger than they had used to be. I was speechless and nervously laughed it off. And um, I've heard kind of worse things being said by people, you know, and I just uh, every time this comes up, every time it comes up on our podcast, I'm shocked and appalled that uh, this kind of behavior exists 
and this kind of also highlights what we were talking about earlier with like because there's such a hierarchy between you know what i assume to be a consultant versus junior that a junior doesn't feel empowered enough to be able to do something about it because that is not cool that's not cool right yeah i mean firstly i think yeah you're i mean you're so right i mean the i think it's a really important oh it should um I recommend giving at scrub survivors a follow just mm. because I think it's useful for us to kind of see the experiences that people are having um, anonymously, because I think we, we um, as you say, we aren't often immediately kind of aware of it because the people who kind of, perp- you know, that person who said that, I'm sure they would have known that that was, that was wrong and an inappropriate thing to say. And the thing is with a lot of sexual harassment, I think is that it can be uh, perpetrated by sophist- you know, clever, sophisticated people who know what they're doing and they make sure that they're within the earshot of people who um, you know, might not report it, might not come forward and out of earshot of other people. So I think we need to know about these monsters who are doing that. I mm. should call them monsters because they're people who like it perhaps might make it easier to not think about them being perpetrated by average people. Mm. Um, I think we just, we need to, we need to know and be on the lookout for this stuff that happens, but also we should be more visible in calling it out because we need these people to take that be- behavior and just shove it somewhere. Yeah. It's awful. It's absolutely because that's the thing. Like, you know, it just makes you think, like, wow, man. Like, because actually, earlier this week, I got a text from like someone that um, I know, and they started listening to podcasts, and they were telling me uh, some of the stuff and similar things, but actually worse, much worse, uh, about some things that were asked uh, from their seniors about what they're what they like essentially. And I just think, uh, like, you know, um, in their spare time, uh, what they're um, you know what they're preferred sexual practices essentially was they're being asked quite straightforward and asked them like is this like one or two times because it happens a lot and i was thinking this is just i've never experienced that and that's because of the the demographic i happen to be and it's just so sad and shocking that um anyone has to live through and feel like they've got to just accept that to be okay or even if they accept they know it's not okay that they can't do more about it then just be like well you know what i've got to move on and it just happened again. It's just unbelievable. Um, but this is what happened. You've got positions of power and such a, you know, we like to talk about uh, flattened hierarchies, but it's, it can't be because otherwise this, this stuff wouldn't happen. People should be more, people like this should be scared to say something like that. They should not be, they should not even consider remotely saying anything along yeah. those lines, right? It shouldn't even be yeah. there. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I think, yeah. I mean, the punishments of, and the, you know, we have to ostracize them. Yeah. The punishments have to be severe mm. and, you know, and like, it's not, it's not, shouldn't just be about kind of benefit of the doubt and all that kind of stuff. It should be about believing women and believing people. Exactly. Like, you know, we, I want to bring, you know, we're bringing back, like just going back to a previous thing that happened. Like if someone can get done for, you know, supposedly being promised a laptop, but what, what, what happens yeah. in this situation? I mean, surely, surely laptop versus this, I mean, come on. It's just ridiculous that anything like this happens. And so I do feel like, I mean, I I can't, uh, obviously if you're in that situation, I can only imagine how how difficult it must be, but I can only hope that one day um, things like this get called called out on and similar, if not harsher uh, punishments happen. If someone can get done for a laptop, then you should get done for that personally, in my opinion. Um, Yeah, anyway, that's quite a serious thing. I wanted to talk about um, another tweet, actually, which is not related to this at all. Um, But something that I think um, 
I do relate to quite a lot. And so Bella um, Rochetti, which I said your name right, by the way, this time, mm -hmm. uh, when I tell people I'm interested in a competitive specialty, they're always like, but it's competitive. Uh, and I said, look, stop underestimating women. Um, what do you, did you, you know, when you said you were going to do cardiology, did you, I don't remember you ever telling me you wanted to do that. And, um, and if you did tell people, did they ever tell you that it's too competitive? Or you should think about that again? I did get a few people, but it's mm. usually in a way that it was kind of the, the kind of usual suspects, though, the kind of ones that are a bit undermining anyway, mm. um, especially amongst kind of like Sri Lankan family, because they're all like, they like to be like experts and everything. Mm. Uh, if you're, oh, it's so competitive and stuff and whatever. Um, I, I love some of the responses mm, to it, though, like yeah. the affirming. So Lynn Miller, someone has to get the jobs in these specialties. Why shouldn't it be you? When mm. I was scared to do cardiology for the same reason, someone pointed out to me that getting into med school was hard. Exactly. And I've done that. And exactly. passing med school was hard. And I've exactly. done that. And Keode said, my response is always, the likelihood of me being born is so slim. That particular sperm outcompeted all the others. Getting into medicine <laughs> is competitive. You know, why should yeah. competi competition start scaring me away now? Yeah. You know, when someone says something like that to you, you know that they're not coming from a good place or they don't have like, yeah. so because I, I'm going to say something personal in that, like, um, uh, obviously you remember what I was like in medical school, I wasn't great. Um, and then I know I had friends that I told them that I might, I think I'm going to apply for radiology and they said, bro, don't do that. It's competitive. Mm. And when they told me that, I was like, we can't be friends. And I, and after, in truth, I haven't really contacted those particular people after that, because I felt as though if you don't have my best interests at heart, or you don't think that I can do something um, because you think it's too competitive. You're basically saying that I'm not good enough. And that's mm. not the kind of friend I need right now. Or I don't need friends like that who are going to tell me I can't do something. Like within reason, like, I mean, Trush, if you said to me, if I'd said to you, like, I'm going to go rap battle and I'm going to win some battles and I'm going to become the next biggest rapper, then I'd expect you to tell me, bro, like, no, don't do it. But if it's well, I haven't heard you rap, so. Well, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I might be good, who knows? But uh, yeah, well, my, exactly. cousin's, my cousin's pretty good, so that must mean oh, I might yeah, be yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But like, yeah, when someone comes comes and says something like that, it's like you don't have my best interests at heart. We can't be friends because you don't need people like that in your life. They're negative. Uh, so if someone comes around telling you that, oh, we don't do something because it's competitive, it's not fair, man. Like you should be like all power to you and go for it. Like if it's competitive, go for it. Like, and um, if it's competitive, it means it's something that people want to do, and it's worth it. So yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. a good specialty. Yeah, you're right. I, d I don't think there's any real kind of positivity that comes out of that. Like there isn't a kind of for your, but like what uh, what is anyone trying to achieve by telling someone, oh, it's competitive? Okay, thank you. Yeah. Right, I don't know. It's just. Yeah, it's genuinely. Just yeah. My, my mates were like, hey, bro, seriously, seriously, genuinely, don't don't go for radiology. Don't go for radiology. It's super competitive, super competitive. Allow it. They were like, allow it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And, you, and then I was like, well, what do you think I should do then? So, oh, just do something else, man. But don't do that. Don't do that. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> Good. I'm like, okay, well, you know. I mean, thankfully, it worked out in the end. But even if it didn't work, you'd want someone to say, go for it, bro. Like, just do yeah. it. You give it the best shot that you can, and I hope it works out for yeah. you. But not everyone's like that, unfortunately. And um, if you if you do find yourself in a situation where someone's not being like that, drop them. Drop them. That's my personal opinion. Drop them. Or politely drop them as quickly as possible and don't listen to them. Because um, yeah, they're not worth having around. Speaking yeah. of which, mm -hmm. there's a, a really nice Junior Doctors UK thread which mm -hmm. says, do you radiologists have a blacklist of those who requested too many CTPAs that turned out to be negative? Like I've got time <laughs> so to remember goes, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I was like, no, but thanks for the idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. mate, I, I find that kind of stuff so silly because like, you know, yeah, you, ha you, you do notice that some people have some really dodgy referrals, but like even if someone has dodgy, like 100 dodgy referrals, they're going to have one that works. 
and they're going to remember that one and going to make like another 200 <laughs> based on the one. But I'm not willing to take the risk that they're going to be wrong 99% of the time because they're going to be right that one time. And that one time is yeah. the one time they're going to come back at me and say, why don't you say yes to my scan? I've got a right one yeah. before. <laughs> yeah. It's not worth Fair it. Enough. Allow it, man. Like, you know, scans need to get done. Do the scans. The scans are fun. Whatever. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, did you see this? <laughs> I think this is a... Another, is it another festival one? No. So it's a tweet from at uh, Jill Filipovich. Mm. And uh, it's basically, she she's posting a, a thread from Am I the Arsehole from Reddit. So A-R-T-A. Okay. Yeah. It's, Am I the Arsehole for refusing to talk to my boyfriend because he won't stop using the phrase, do you want some poingies for the room? And basically what happened is they'd gone on holiday and there was this British guy who had a tw- like a young son who couldn't say Pringles. And so they would, so they'd just call it Pringies. And since then, how long? For three months, three months, he just keep dropping that phrase. Do you want some yeah. Pringies for the room? Did mm. you have, or do you have like a kind of phrase that you use in the house? Um, well, actually, there was one that came. Uh, we we still mention it every now and again, but I I didn't take as far as that. But there, we were in Italy and we, we were getting on the bus, and there was an American family, and uh, right. what their younger daughter. She was really having it like, you know, when you see something's a little bit cringe, you'd be like, oh, that doesn't look nice. The daughter was having a go at the mum. And it was really bad in front of everyone on the bus. Like, I told you, mom, I want to know where this bus is going. And then she went on and the mum was like, I already know where it's going. Like, What's your problem? Was, I want confirmation. I want confirmation right now. And she kept saying, I want confirmation. And then the mum was like, oh, for God's sake. And she got up and went to the bus driver and said, oh, is it going here? She goes, there you are. I got confirmation. Is that okay with you? And she came and sat down. And then ever since that, every now and again, we joke. Like, I do, like, I did say, like, oh, um, Robbie, do, we, do you want confirmation? And then she knows what I'm talking about, that kid who's probably now 20-something years old. Because <laughs> um, it just stuck in me. I thought, I thought it was amazing. That whole interaction was absolutely phenomenal. But I didn't take yeah. it as far as like do it again for three months. Um, yeah, I think yeah, that drive someone a bit crazy. Drive me a bit crazy. What about you? No, uh, I had like I remember. It's funny because it makes me think of like growing up with my little brother. And I remember there was a series of Twenty Four which had this kind of Bollywood actor in it. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. But I remember there was this like phrase that he kind of says to Jack Bauer, and it sounds terrible, but in his he had like a he had an accent, right? Mm. And um, he said, "You've been going." behind my back and he says it in this kind of such a like corny way yeah. and so like for ages for ages afterwards for like years afterwards we'd be like behind my back we'd just say it in this kind of like <laughs> over the top like uh, asian accent yeah um but like lils she randomly about a year ago um said oh i've written you a song and I'll, and I was like, you've written, like, you can't write. And she's like, oh, no, I made up a song for you. And I was like, okay. And then she goes, shall I sing it? And I was like, okay. And I remember at the time I was really tired and I just wanted to sleep. So I was like lying down. And she was like, it's okay, because you can pretend to be dead because that's what the song's about. And she goes, and the song goes, when Tharta means dad, when Tharta died. And she's like, when Tharta died, I will draw you a picture of uh, and then it, and it was like I will remember your picture and it was this it was I can't even remember the rest of, I think I recorded it on my phone because I'm like oh, this wow. is so, so ridiculous yeah 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 and so sometimes we should put it on the end of the episode anyway carry on yeah <laughs> oh, she she kill me actually because okay. sometimes when she's annoyed at me I'll just go when Tharta died and she's like, no <laughs> don't sing that song or sometimes I'll be like there's just a, oh it just makes me think of a song she's like don't do it don't do it <laughs> 
<laughs> so we'll have to see it say this it's just, and then she, and then, oh there's another line in it which was it's just a song I am singing <laughs> and so sometimes she just say that to her she just she made sure to murder me like um, that's probably you know, why she hates me so much yeah. I think that's what dads are like aren't they they're kind of kind of, kind of annoy the kid like I think um, my kid's trying to get me to read the second Harry Potter and there's like right. literally one sentence I've not been able to get past because like you know I'm trying to make all the voices and stuff and then when I get yeah, to Harry yeah. Potter's voice I try and make it sound a bit like Gollum because it just, it doesn't sound like that, Dad. Why do you keep doing that? And I'm like, I said, no, you know, listen, kid. Like, you got to think about where he's come from. And I'm trying to, I make it so complicated. Like, he, he's a kid who's lost his his father to Lord Wildebeest, and she's like, there's no Wildebeest. You keep saying it. There's like, come on, he was in the first book with, with Professor Squirrel, and she's like, look, you always get this wrong every single time. There is no Professor Squirrel. There's no Lord Wildebeest, and. He's meant to sound like a normal boy. Yeah, but he's upset. He 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 wants his precious, and I just kind of get the whole thing confused. <laughs> and she's going a complete irate. She can't get beyond. There's one sentence on page two of the book because I consistently get the wrong expression of Harry Potter. It's um, amazing. Yeah, it's fun, isn't it? To one yeah, no, I think we're pretty much the same. And I suspect our daughters, if they you know do meet each other, will probably have a nice bicker about their dads and find a lot yeah, of similar yeah. ground in that. You know, don't you think of the trauma that they yeah, receive yeah. from there? parents not getting totally. part of page two of book two of harry potter because they keep getting the uh, the voice wrong um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool right I so think, yeah go on we're getting close to time aren't we so yeah. there are a few kind of important tweets that i just okay, wanted to get out there yeah, so on. here's one at egg kapoop one i once saw a guy work out so hard that his innie butthole became an outie so no brian i would not be joining you at the gym today <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah recognize side effect of gymming yeah yeah something to think yeah, about good one you, you know yeah. once i when i was uh, i talked to a, a gp buddy oh, how is this that... how is this story gonna tie in i don't know no, 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 i can't no. wait i'm too it's excited just, it's funny what people come out with. so he told me that he regularly gets people turned up and i say look you know when i exercise I, I get short of breath we need to do something about that like, <laughs> oh okay okay does that does that not mean you're doing it right no exactly but you know people legitimately come in and want to see the gp about it or see him about yeah. it fair enough mate anyway yeah life of gp must yeah. be hard to have to deal with that i don't know how you i mean how would you answer that question i'd be like uh, god um you need know. to get a ct chest man yeah refer cardiology yeah, <laughs> yeah refer cardiology that's what you need to do yeah yeah, yeah, yeah cool cool um yeah um oh and there's there's like a ser- on a serious note there is this one tweet from kathy marks K- kr pan yeah just because a student does not raise their hands does not mean that they are not thinking deeply about the content we need to broaden what we mean by engagement in our classroom schools. This will invite value more students in the learning process. I it made me think because Tom, like you know, a friend, he tweeted recently about the difficulties there are in doing online teaching and how mm. like um, people don't engage and stuff. And I always find it I find it especially hard to engage with online teachings, mainly because it's the whole oh your mic's not on, oh mm. I can't hear you, and mm. and I don't know, I just you kind of feel especially on display. Um, you know what? I, I wish that we could normalize yawning in the middle of things because <laughs> yeah sometimes i'm not i'm not it's not that i'm disinterested i just tired and i want to yawn but people get if i yawn in the middle of a teaching session a meeting or a conversation people are like oh okay am i boring it's like no just tired me you know it's the right but i wish i wish some things were just like yeah normalized all right just not like yeah. not a big deal yeah. we should get a hashtag going normalize yawning <laughs> see if it catch on so could you imagine that the prime minister in the middle of a speech but oh sorry a long yeah. night um anyway i mean uh, that's totally on brand for him yeah. <laughs> people would probably vote for him even more is that he's shown the real yeah. side of himself you know yeah, that's what exactly. Tories are like they're, they're they're relatable he's people so, 
He yawned. He's so tired <laughs> from steering the ship that is the country into that iceberg. Yeah, God. Oh, yeah. Love it's it. Terrible. Love it. God, you know, I wonder um, how much of this podcast can end up being Tory bashing and talking about the I know. Election. It's going to be amazing. If it, it's if crazy, it isn't happen, it? Isn't it? Yeah. It's like the, the comrade, comrade two medics or something. I don't know. Mm, yeah, yeah. Let, lead the revolution, man. Let's do it. Let's, yeah, let's exactly. Vote for industrial action. Do it, man. Say, say yeah. medicine as we know it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I think you need to go. So do I. Yes. Um, so, so I'm, yeah, I'm going to be giving a talk to some uh, to Lily School to mm. ten year olds about uh, doing medicine as a career. So mm. hopefully, um, I won't put them off. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good man. Go yeah. for it. And you're not coming to today, is it? Um, yeah. Um, shall I mention it? You know, the we've got the um, school reunion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It conjured up a lot of feelings, didn't it? I mean, for me as well, yeah. on some level, that do yeah. I really want to go? Is it going to be cool? Is it not going to be cool? But I think, um, I think Rohan, Rohan, I think he messaged you back once and he said something quite cool. And they're like, you know, we're all older now, tired, old men. You know, all the stuff that happened back then doesn't really matter anymore. And you can just sort of reminisce about all the silly things that we did and said. That's true. It's just that I'll have the kids with me, so that's the main reason. No, no, fair enough, fair enough, yeah, yeah. But anyway, cool. I'm sure I'll mention it and see how it went. Cool. Yeah, so I hope this is worth the, worth the wait. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Thanks for exactly. tuning in again. And thanks for tuning in as always. It's always lovely when people message us and say, look, what happened? Because it means, oh, okay, people are still listening, that's nice. Uh, cool. All right, then, well, Hi, as guys. always, uh, be nice to each other. Industry action, let's do it. Uh, and yeah. have a great week, and um, yeah, don't get cancelled. All right, then. Bye. Bye.